0: CR101radio.com Podcasts and more. And welcome back to another episode of Preschool Pioneers. I am your host, Jeremy Walker. You can follow us on our parent network, CR101radio, on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, Gab, YouTube, and Liberty News Radio. And you can subscribe to this podcast on your preferred platform so that you never miss an episode. Visit CR101radio.com forward slash preschoolpioneers for these links. So let's go ahead and get started on this episode. It is entitled, In Is For Nudity, How Humanists Promote Nudity in Children and Its Destructive Results. Well, I came across this quite a while ago, especially in the field of education. I was a little bit shocked and surprised, and hopefully, I intend to shock and surprise you, the listener, today at least with some of the ideas that are promoted. And you might think, well, that's just today. We have such perversions just today. There's these problems. But in the past, there was a golden age where things weren't so bad. Now we are having so many problems because of so many You Lay it at the doorstep of liberals, lay it at the doorstep of the political party you are not part of. Whatever you want to do. But hey, it used to be better back in the good old days. Well, I'm here to tell you, that's not the case. If you're not familiar with me, my name is Jeremy Walker. I'm a minister here in Southwest Florida. I'm married to my wife of over 20 years, have 11 children, and have been working in the field of early childhood Christian education also for over 20 years as well. Here on Preschool Pioneers, we want you to learn a few things about, of course, Christian education and why it is that Christians need to become teachers. And Christians do need to become teachers because humanists are promoting the concept of nudity in children And it is destroying both them and the bedrock of society, which is the family. And what we can do to combat that as Christian parents and Christian teachers is to teach the truth about what God wants us to do. Now, I'm going to be a little bit more unorthodox today in my presentation on this concept Let me share a few stories about some things that I know that people do or think are pretty, you know, benign. Things that are not going to be problematic for them where the concept of nudity is concerned. First of all, let's just lay it out there that God has from the beginning, from the fall, clothed man in Eden before he left. All throughout scripture. The concept of covering yourself physically was a very important concept. You can go into the concept where Noah got himself drunk shortly after the flood and one of his sons, Ham, saw him in there uh, drunk, passed out, and naked and came out to laugh at him with the brothers. Come look at daddy, he's all drunk and naked And the two older boys, they came in. Instead of looking at their father naked and drunk, they covered themselves with a mantle or a covering, walked in backwards so they would not see their father naked, and covered him up. Now this was important because not was it necessarily just the point that they weren't seeing their father naked, which was a big point that was being made here. This is not something that children... ...should be exposed to. They should not see their parents naked. This is not something that they're supposed to see. And, of course, it's also not something that we're supposed to see in our children... ...when they, of course, start to get older, in particular... ...when they're younger and need our help and need to be clothed and bathed. That's a different subject entirely. But as a norm, the concept of nudity, the concept of covering... ...is uh, written throughout the book of the Bible everywhere. And it is not a surprise that all humanism, all anti-Christian uh, promotions start by removing clothing. Rebellion in and of itself starts with removal of clothing. Let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. This is why I say it's a little less, less orthodox today. But if you work in childcare or if you are a parent Well, the first things a child does when they're throwing a fit or when they get into a fit of rebellion. First thing that comes off are the shoes. First thing, number one. What comes next? Well, it'll be the socks. Socks are coming off next. And then, of course, what comes off third? Well, that'll be the shirt. Most likely the shirt's going to come off third, almost always. Then comes the pants, and eventually, lastly... And ultimately, the last act of rebellion for a child in their fit of rage will be, yes, their undergarments. This is not something that is uncommon. The child who refuses to listen, some parents get it, think it's uh, giddy and think it's funny, will have the children running naked across the house, maybe after a bath, or they just wanted to strip naked and run around. One of the signs of an ill-disciplined child is their refusal to wear clothing. The signs of a poor parent is you as the parent and your inability to make this a requirement, covering for your child. People also not only refuse to make their children cover up properly and maintain that, not only is it seen as a sign of rebellion, I have saw most recently probably one of the most rebellious cases I've seen in a very long time of a child who had gone to certain extremes because in child care, it can be normal for children to throw fits. As I mentioned before, the shoes is always the first things that go. Socks is always number two. In child care, you really rarely get to the shirt level, but you do get to that in quite a few children. If they're angry and upset, and just trying to show their defiance to you, that's gonna be a, a big one. But the pants and the undergarments, that is a rare one. It's something that you pretty much never see in the field of child care. But I recently did see it. There was a child who clearly was from a split home, and just had never been told no. It was just that was an obvious thing. And the first time the parents had to make the child do something was when they brought. The child to child care. And then the child would throw a fit. And we had worked with the child trying to help them because they just lacked all self-control and all discipline. Had no concept of authority whatsoever. But eventually it got to the point where the child was throwing a fit to the extremes that they were uncontrollable. And as I was on the phone explaining to the parent requesting pickup, I had turned around and sure enough the child was now stark naked. Um, this was not something I'd ever encountered, really, in 20-plus years of child care. Not to that level. And then, of course, when we had to call teachers in to come redress the child, the child refused to put the clothes on. The child literally had to be restrained to put their clothing back on. This was a clear sign of rebellion. I'm not going to be clothed. I will not put my clothes on. I'm taking it all off, and you're going to have to deal with it. And even at a young age, they understood instinctively they weren't supposed to do this. Just how we have the Ten Commandments written on our hearts. We all understand the concept of nudity. We understand the concept of nakedness. We understand, as God given to us, the need and responsibility to cover up. Which is also why, if you find the most rebellious of people, they will go towards, you guessed it, pornography. Pornography. Pornography, of course, is a thing that is used to satiate the appetites of the rebellious. Rebellious to who? Rebellious to what? Well, rebellious to God. Pornography is rebellion to God. You are interested in looking at something that you have no right to look at. We mentioned in a previous episode in matrimony, we're talking about marriage, where nakedness inside marriage, inside the marriage bed, is a very, very good thing. But outside the marriage bed, it's not. I have heard of people who were so ridiculous that they were claiming to be Christians, but um, I wouldn't use the word prude per se, but I would just use perverted insanity, I guess is a better term for it, where the woman had this idea in her head that even her husband could not see her naked. Now, how you're going to produce children without that happening, I don't know what the logistics were there. But people have these ridiculous ideas where God tells us that nakedness is not a good thing to be seen outside of the marriage bed itself. Other than that, not okay. And we understand these things. So how do you ask, do these things fit into what you might do, what others might do? Well, very clearly, it's very important to set good tones for sexuality and nakedness and sexuality could do go hand in hand. And there are many people who will, one, allow their children to roam around without clothes on. Not okay. Don't do that. Uh, Also, in the home, they will allow children to take baths together. Now, we're not talking really young children here. We're not even necessarily saying that children of the same uh, sex, per se. You have two daughters, two sons who are very, very, very young. Those kinds of concepts. We're talking about children who are now getting above the age age where their understanding has now reached them. They know what they're looking at here. They understand it. Um, They become curious to see other people. This is where parents need to draw the line. There's the line right here that you just don't cross. And parents that don't listen to this type of advice, uh, they regret it badly. There is a way and a reason why incest makes its way into homes. And the Bible is very clear, and he uses the term not to uncover the nakedness of those close relatives to you, mom and dad and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and all the rest. Now, it's mainly talking about sexual relations, of course, because you are um, looking at this person as a form of sexual fulfillment, and God says close relatives are fully and completely off limits. Now, of course, it goes greater into that, as we mentioned just a minute ago, pornography, so it's not just that you can't just physically have sexual relations with those close relatives of yours, but of course you also aren't supposed to be looking at them in that manner. This is highly inappropriate, and this turns into perversions as well. And this is where the concept of pornography does also come in. But there are many people I've known over the years who openly talk about how their older children we're not talking about a infants and one year olds, maybe even two year olds. We're talking eight year olds, twelve year olds who are now bathing together, boys and girls, and alone, bathing alone with their brothers and with their sisters. Now this is something that should not be done. This is something they should not be seen. They're not going to be neutral. Their intriguing concepts are going to be developed. They want to explore, as they say. Now in childcare classes that I've been taking over the years, one of the things that they tell you is it covers the concept: of what happens if children are attempting to play with the parts of other people, uh, discuss them, touching other people, things like that. What should you do? Well, in childcare classes, they now teach you, of course, and it has been the same way for years. This is not a punishable offense. This is normal. This is natural. This is something that should not be um, negative. This is not something you should try to seek to get rid of. It's just natural for children to do such things, and you should not be concerned about them, and you should not try to stop them. Well, that's not remotely biblical. It's not remotely Christian at all. Another person I ran into was a mother And the mother, she was being talked to by us because her son, who is now about eight years old, after school program, and the child was talking a lot about sexuality, talking a lot about people's parts, trying to touch other people, either male and or female, asking them to show them their sexual organs and things like this. We had to talk to the parent and the parent acted shocked. I don't know. I don't know where they came up with these ideas. Where are they getting this from? And, of course, we don't know. We, we honestly don't know. I had some guesses, but who knows? And then about a couple months later, as we we're talking, the mother apparently had gotten the complaints also that her son was doing these things, I guess more in private, with friends and family and, and the likes. And so she finally had to confide in us. She goes, well, I guess, and she didn't even see this as a problem. She goes, I guess, well, I have to, I guess I have to stop taking baths with him now and showers with him. Now, let me let me stop right there for half a second because this was a single mom. Uh, she was obviously on the prowl. She took pride in her appearance, you could say. And um, she was now and had been taking showers with her son uh, since, of course, I'm guessing from the time he was a young child. But now he's eight years old. And obviously this child is seeing his mother fully naked, fully in nude, and he is obviously starting to pay attention to the different aspects of his mother and of course this starts to create a sickness in the minds especially of little boys in particular and it's just as inappropriate for a father to take showers with his daughters or his sons this is not something that we should be doing God tells us this on purpose it's not some innocent thing just because it's your son and your daughter and you go well they wouldn't think of me in in that way, why would they think of me? I'm just their mommy. I'm just their daddy. That's my son. That's my daughter. Well, there is a reason why God tells us not to engage in such things. Because incest, incest is not outside the scope of man's perversion. It's actually a very, very common thing. Now, I want to jump to something here. As I mentioned before, this is not a new concept, the concept of promoting nudity in children and its destructiveness that it is, we have all the time these people who are sexual liberators who want to, well, lack of a better term, break the mold of God's commandments. There was a book written a very long time ago called Summerhill, Hill, A Radical Approach to Child Rearing. Now, Radical Approach, it was touted as being revolutionary, one of the best things to come, written by a man named A.S. Neal, and he was a person who in England had a private school. What is it that they're promoting? Well, primarily, anything that's not Christian. That's a really great uh, first place to start. The man hated Christianity. He started uh, being raised as a a Christian in his home by his parents. They were very strict uh, in their approach to that, and he hated all discipline. He despised uh, everything about it. He hated authority entirely. He advocated in his book, and I won't get into it in too detail because it's not our focus, but that you should never discipline children, never discipline them, at least as a parent or as an administrator. If a child hits you personally as a teacher or as a parent, his advocation was not that you discipline them, Uh, you know, with a paddle, with spanking, with any form of punishment, because that would mean that you're an authority figure, and that's bad. However, if the child comes up to you and, and whacks you in the face, it's perfectly okay to take your fist and bang him in the face, in the nose. And then when he tries to hit you again, to pelt him again and beat him down again. In other words, he saw the problem as parents disciplining children for infractions because they're the authority figures teaching them not to act a certain way as evil but a father beating his son in the face to show dominance, physical dominance to physically get into a fist fight to beat the child down. Now this was normal and natural and good. Same thing in a school setting. Despise the idea of discipline of any sorts in a school setting but if children were going to hit the teacher Then instead, the teacher could then get physically into a fight with them and beat them into submission. And because this was normal and natural and not authority-based, this was good. Now, this was touted back in the 50s as a radical approach, a wonderful change for education. So let's go into nudity. What is it that Summerhill was promoting? Well, nakedness should never be discouraged. That's number one. Nakedness should never be discouraged, according to A.S. Neal. In his book, he says, the very fact that the law does not permit exposure of the sex organs is bound to give children a warped attitude towards the human body. I have gone nude myself, or encouraged one of the women on the staff to do so, in order to satisfy the curiosity of a small child who had a sense of sin about nakedness. So you have A.S. Neal here saying that he is promoting the concept of helping children get over a sense of uh, shame where nakedness is concerned by going naked himself and allowing children to see him naked and promoting his staff members also to do the same. Which... Person seems to be a pervert here, do you think? Sounds like the man who's touted as an educational revolutionary. He continues, They live in a clothed civilization, and nudism remains something that the law does not permit. He continues, In the morning I would take a dip in the duck pond, as some of the faculty and the older girls and boys used to join in. So he is promoting here the concept of of bathing and swimming in the nude with students older children as well he further went on to say that another time he had one of the men a man who was in maintenance he allowed him to play tennis in the nude so out there on the tennis court all the genitalia hanging out and bouncing around and this was a positive way to help children get over their fears of nudity All it sounds like to me, which it is, is a bunch of perverts who are trying to groom children for sexual use. And that's what you see in our modern day as well. They claim to be trying to liberate children, liberate them from guilt, basically the guilt of God's law written on their heart, the guilt of sin for wanting to violate God's law but really what they want to do is use such children to satiate their own perverted ideas their own perversions to be used as instruments of their own pleasure be it physical or just sensually looking at them a form of pornography no i can't i can't tell you enough how perverted this all is i can't explain to you enough just how disgusting that people can write Books ...openly promoting children to walk around schools naked, advocating uh, children to see students, uh, each other naked, to see their teachers naked. He also advocated in the book that children need to not only see their parents naked at the youngest of ages, and this be a normal thing, but also that they should be allowed to watch them have sex. That's right, watch their parents have sex, and promotion... He laments that children can't be allowed to have sex. He wanted to promote it in his school, Summerhill, but this was in the 50s. He lamented the fact that he could not openly promote his young students to freely have sex at the school. He wanted to give them medications such as birth control and contraception so they wouldn't get pregnant, of course. But the ability for young children, young, young, young children, not teenagers, young children to freely play with each other's genitalia and actually to engage in sex acts, not just with each other, not just with each other. But in the book, he clearly shows that if the children wanted to engage in sex acts with staff or adults, they should be allowed to do so. See, these perverts start out by promoting simple things freedom freedom from prudence freedom from god's law freedom from guilt but really what they're promoting is pedophilia these sick perverts want your children it starts by trying to promote and sexualize children if you don't know what i'm talking about you just need to look around everywhere you look in every school in america and around the world children are being sexualized they have now parades where people walk out in the buff, completely naked, or in things that do not cover themselves. I heard an interview of a woman who was stark naked except for little seashells covering her nipples. And she was a middle school teacher, according to herself, and said, if I had my way, not only would I dress this way in my classroom, I would have a lot less on. One of the main reasons why Christians need to become teachers And parents in particular need to be active is because your children are a target for perverts. They want to sexualize your child by teaching them that nudity is not only okay, but it is a beautiful thing that they need to engage in in public. And they should appreciate other people when they engage in it as well. They're promoting death, the spiritual death of your child. And it's going to take parents and Christian teachers to get involved in such things to stop such perversions. Do not be afraid to stand up against such things. Don't be afraid to call people out and say that this is perverted. Don't say, you're not going to do that to my child. As Christians, we need to stand the ground and in the gap for children and teach them right. Thank you for joining me today on Preschool Pioneers. You can find this episode and more at our website, cr101radio.com forward slash preschool pioneers. Thank you again, and God bless.